Okay. <laughs> What's so funny? It's, we haven't started yet. There's nothing it's funny. It's episode seven. We This is episode seven. And... Oh, now I get why you're yeah. laughing. It's episode seven, the hilarious episode no. seven. Seriously, the funniest number from between one and no, ten. No, because you couldn't seven. figure out how to do the Garage Band. You still, you still <laughs> right. What could, what could have? Okay, you what know what? I could have gone wrong. You know what? You know what? I I couldn't. I, I you're right. I, I messed up Garage Band. You know who wasn't helpful? The a hole in a band. The guy in the other end of this Look, microphone man. who's a professional band You're person. Not... And I'm like, what no. do I do? I don't know. No. Swizzle stick, swizzle no, stick. No, I gave you lots well, of you know options. Help. I gave you lots of options. You're like, I did that. I did that. And I was like... Yeah, but your options were like, um, no. is your computer on? <laughs> that is not yes, what I said on. at all. Is there a mic... Do you have a microphone? <laughs> yes, I do. Hmm. Well, that's all I got. That is... You. I, that's it, man. No, that, Throw up my hands. inaccurate and unfair. Hi, everybody. This is Rob Benedict. I'm here with my guest, Richard Spade Jr. Hi, Rich. Hey, Rich. Can you believe it's episode seven? It feels like it feels like maybe it could be six and a half, but it's shocking. No, but I mean, I, I went to the you know to open the a new episode. I have to name it, and I'm like, is it? That's no, not five. I guess it's six. And I named it, and it was like, there's already been an episode six. Pick another name. I'm like, oh wow. That's what the computer said. There's already been another episode six. So you went with Gary. We have episodes one, two, three, four, five, six. Gary, That's right. eight, nine, ten. That's right. Now we're on episode Gary. Um, I it what what that signifies to me is it's been seven weeks since this whole lockdown, or longer than seven weeks it's since longer, lockdown yeah. started. Yeah, seven weeks since we figured we have to start doing something. And this is what we came up with. Yeah, that's right. I broke my toe. What? Is that, is that a conversation starter? Yeah, man, I broke my toe uh, last week. Okay, hold on, because I—it's uh, funny. I have a, me- I have a me- medical story as well that I was going to tell you, but this—you you already won. Please say more. No, no, I want—I I definitely want to hear about your retinal exam. But I—I I broke my toe. Um, uh, um, virtual, wh- virtual retinal exam. Meaning he told you where to put your own finger. That's right. I get, I get news for you, my friend. That was not a doctor. What? <laughs> when he, he said my name's doctor. <laughs> I wondered why I wear, why I had to wear the baby bonnet. <laughs> Are you sure, doctor? <laughs> that seemed off point. Um, so what happened? Uh, I just playing with the kids and just moving moving down on the outside uh, on our patio, moving with dispatch, playing a little a little running around game with the boys, and I just went. My foot went right into the wrought iron furniture. What's dispatch? Quickly, I was moving. Uh, I was moving quickly. Oh, did you say dispatch? Yes. That's what that means. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. No, I want to. I want. I want to. I want to. I just. I have a lot of questions. Okay. Listen, I thought you were playing a game. Just, I thought you were playing a game called dispatch. Just put your bonnet on. <laughs> take your two fingers. Okay. Yes, doctor. Lick, <laughs> lick them. Doctor, do you have a license I can look? At? <laughs> um, Don't take your legs out of the stirrups. I'm trying to get some work done here. Um, How long is this going to take, Doctor? Um, listen, you <laughs> broke your toe playing dispatch yeah, with the man. kids. Just goofing around with the kids, man, and, and just like, and yeah. and and so you just knocked into into some furniture, some outdoor furniture. Yeah, man, just kicked, just you know, kicked a furniture. My little toe, my left foot, and you can't do anything about a broken toe. Ah. Especially not the little one. 
No, but it just really hurts. Did you really? It didn't really hurt now, actually. So, did you uh, did you think about, about did you think about going to the doctor? No. What am I going to do? Go to the doctor? Yeah. Like a chump? That's what that looks like. No, man. There's nothing they could do for a broken toe. Yeah. They're going to see me see me to the toeologist who's going to confirm my diagnosis. Well, I would have broken. I, I would have put a cast on it. <laughs> if you liked it, then you should have put a cast on Dude, it. You're going to need to go see the doctor to get the. A fist out of your pooper. Um, if you get some, if you get your own Man. digit stuck up your own pooper, how do you drive yourself to the hospital? With your left hand, I guess. You drive with your left hand, <sighs> and hope you don't have stick shift. <laughs> yeah, I hope you have an automatic. Um, so you broke your toe, buddy. That's crazy. Well, I pu- yeah, I punched myself in the face. Well, it's about time. <laughs> I was, I was taking a box. I ordered a new vacuum cleaner. We talked about that last week. Would you? Oh, would you, oh, this is the shark, right? That's, I got the shark, right? So um, the shark came. It was. It's in a in a box in a box. So I was taking the box out of the box, pulling with all my might, looking down at the box, and the top of the box ripped off, and my fist hit my nose so hard that I think I might have broken my nose. I um I sliced for starters. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to say what everybody's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Sure. That's like out of the movies. Yeah, I know. That happens. I know. Did you tumble backwards into, you know, a stack of records and then slip and go down the stairs? Like, was it a series of mishaps? From no. Out? I just punched myself in the face and immediately do blood. And it was, I was just like, I just couldn't believe it. I just was like, I mean, it went right to the ice. I just threw some ice in my face oh, went down to the ground I was like oh god oh jeez you idiot you idiot it's a you f- see that's nice because I have a machete here at the house I don't have to say you idiot to myself <laughs> she walks in and calls me an idiot yeah but in all fairness I saved myself all that hassle <laughs> that's her pet name for you idiot I did that one time in a uh, in a parking structure at a mall I I opened the trunk but the trunk didn't open all the way and so I stood up and hit my head on the trunk and like tumbled onto the pavement just in agony and the shed was like oh get up there are people here and there are cameras stand up <laughs> yeah luckily I, I saw four of her because I was so disoriented yeah I passed out at, at a wedding one time and uh, it was a long time ago Molly and I were together and and, uh, and the, it was the, the kids uh, Calvin was a baby and I passed out. Uh, I was in the wedding, and I passed out. Oh, you passed out during the ceremony? Yeah. And I was, oh, I was in, oh, dude, in the wedding. Why part. do you do all the classic big movie comedy bits as part of your real life? That's I know. <laughs> so bizarre. It's insane. So I, I pa- I'm, I'm in the wedding party. So I'm, I'm up in front of everybody. I passed out, and uh, and so, and 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 I, I came to, and the priest and and my buddy Ron, who's a doctor, were leaning over me, and they kind of walked me. Uh, they said I passed out. They said I need to sit down, so I sat down next to Molly, in and in, in the on the pew, and she's holding the baby. She's like, "How you feeling?" And I was like, "Uh, I feel embarrassed." And she's like, "Well, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna get up. You're gonna walk that girl back down the aisle when the ceremony's over." So I had to walk down the aisle with the girl. Uh, you know the bridesmaid or whatever, just so everyone could see the the dude who passed out. Dude, what a 
banner day for that young lady. <laughs> <laughs> who did you get assigned to? Did you get a, like a hot groomsman? No, I got a married guy who faints a lot. <laughs> uh, late- oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, later that night I was in the bathroom and I heard a couple people come in and, and go, well, I heard he had an iron deficiency. So there were, right. there were rumors going around. That's why I passed out. I don't know why I passed. I had that's a pretty. I had a panic attack. Or something. That's a pretty nice. Uh, I mean, that's not. That's like you know, he has an iron deficiency. He's better. Look, well, I heard he's an asshole. <laughs> you know, that's not as bad. <laughs> I heard he had, he got his right hand shoved up his ass <laughs> by somebody he thought was a doctor. <laughs> um, so anyway, that reminded me of that when you said the JC, uh, like you're gonna get up. I don't care what hit you in the that face. Is so. That is so funny that you passed out at a wedding. Yeah. Like you, you're the cliche <laughs> guy. Like the cliche, your comedy things that happen to you, they're the cliche things. Like, yeah. have you ever gotten a pie in the face? Is that, has that ever happened to you? No, you'd think, you'd think. I've gotten uh, locked inside a locker. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ever done a spit take? Sure. Yeah, sure you have. Sure. Ever had your toupee fly off in a convertible? Every day. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about your toe. That sucks about your toe. No, it's all right. I'm actually glad I broke my toe. It got us to this story. Yeah. It's worth it. It's a classic. <clears throat> it's a classic. It's the most embarrassing moment of my life. And uh, what are you going to do? Remember how great weddings were? You know, you don't remember how great weddings were because you were married at, at the You were a child bride. Yeah. You were married so young. When you're in your 20s, Weddings are the greatest thing ever, because yeah. every dude oh. looks halfway decent in a suit or a right. tux. Like, you know what I mean? Like you hook up, and then the ladies look lovely in their ensembles. Right? They get all romanced up because there's a wedding going on. Yeah. There's some cake. There's some alcohol. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you're hooking. So I'm going with this. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you're hooking up. No, I didn't say that. I just said there's some cake and some. I'm milk. saying uh, one is hooking up, a s- and a band. Sure, there's some music going on. Yeah, some yeah, dancing. Yeah, I, you know, I was unaware of all that. I have a bunch of dudes. Yeah, you missed it all because you got married first. But everybody had a good time at your wedding. I bet. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Just, everybody got naked. But your wedding was bang central since you got married so young. Everybody was just like, uh, it was like Caligula's wedding. Well, everybody did go. You know, it was just a bunch of young actors. Everybody went skinny dipping, but that's another story for another time. I went to theater school, as you know, mm-hmm. at the University of Southern California. I did not go to film school. I went to theater school, but for, that was close enough for all my high school buddies. So I was hired, and by hired I meant told and not given money, to make the wedding videos for all my buddies. Ah. So I was given, back then, video cameras and filmed everybody's wedding. Wow my cousins a couple of buddies and they were so fun and i would get progressively more hammered throughout the night and end up you know interviewing the staff and spending time with you know somebody in the staff and you know just like it was just yeah they're funny videos I've, i'd love to go back and see some of those i'm sure they're funnier in my mind than they are uh in real life but they seemed funny at the time yeah wow oh i'm and i'm and so this is you with a vhs tape on your shoulder right VHS and well it di- different I don't think I ever had the VHS I had but I had the mini 
mini DV uh-huh. player and the so the one that was like half the size of videotape. Yeah. So how, and then it got even smaller. How did you edit it? You know? Um, I edited in camera. I would shoot something that I thought was cool, and then I'd stop and rewind to a spot where I thought it would should pick up the next thing. Wow. And then just continue on from there. Wow. Wow. Imagine how much easier that is now. Yeah, but you say that. Oh well, digitally, yeah, it would be. Yeah. But like, <laughs> then I didn't have to edit it. You know, what I mean, in a way, now you shoot all this digital footage because you're like, ah, oh, it's so easy to shoot. And then you've got nine gigabytes of material you got to sort through. Right. And. But if you have, and put it together, if you have that camera, you're really only taping the good stuff. Exactly, because you know, and also you know, you have a limited amount of, of space on the tape, and I'm not around to cut the thing. I'm not, you know, so yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good all. time, so that's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my my Chris Birch thing because it's kind of a in my social group, kind of a I don't know immortal story. Is that the right word? It's like uh, that's not the right way of saying it, but it's just it's a classic. It's a classic. Chris Birch, who was a year ahead of me and a big athlete, you know, we all, I played high school football with him and I was not a great athlete, but loved the game and played, played high school football. And he was good year ahead of me. He always had the flat top, that creepy flat top that, uh, high schoolers get. Oh yeah. Well, uh, in the South, especially exactly. to play high school football right. and they look like they're just going to kill you. It's, it makes them real scary. Yeah. And Chris was already scary anyway. He was all real gangly and tall and Birch would give me a hard time. I, I had what was considered at my prep school, quote unquote, long hair, which was, I had long hair in the same way the Beatles had long hair when they when they just were discovered. Right, right. I mean, I did not have long hair, just, but I didn't have a flat top. Just past your collar. Barely. I don't even think that was allowed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at, uh, so this is my junior year, because my senior year, I had the creepy flat top. I was a senior, so I went with the flat top. Wow. My junior year, I did not, and I had uh, the kind of moppy hair, and and, and 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 more every day, every day, somewhere across the locker room, you'd hear bellowing from Chris Birch's area, Spike, get a haircut. And I'd snidely retort, no, Chris, you get a haircut. No, the man had a flat top, so that, that comment made no sense. Uh-huh. Roll his eyes and walk away. Uh-huh. Which was I which was the which was his two choices were beat me senseless or roll roll his eyes and walk away. <laughs> and he fortunately opted for number two. <laughs> and then picture day came and I especially was moppy looking and didn't brush my hair and it was kind of shaggy. And I showed up and he looked at me, he said, You didn't even brush your hair. Man, that's pitiful. <laughs> and I really, I really, really bummed him out on picture day. I feel bad about that. <laughs> that was a big deal for him. D- yeah, man. Did he- I didn't, br- I mean, football picture day, like show a little class, a little school spirit. And I, I was kind of mop toppy. Did he, did he, uh, did he like you? Were you friends at that point? Uh, here's the thing. I didn't, at the time I assumed he hated me. So I just went ahead and chalked it up to this dude hates me. Uh-huh. Because the only thing that ever came out of his mouth was spake and a haircut. Although my favorite Chris Birchism was, you know, the big kind of BMOC walking in the locker room, kind of owning the school. And he was walking around. Bon Jovi was all the rage. Uh-huh. And me and my buddies who were, you know, not BMOCs, we weren't B, <laughs> and we were barely OC, uh-huh. and questionable if we were M's. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, 
you walk around singing some Bon Jovi, he's going, shot to the heart, and you're still strong. You give love a bad name. And my buddies and I were like, shot to the heart, and you're, you're still strong? You took one to the heart. I don't think that's... <laughs> but you're still strong. I don't think... Yeah, but that... I mean, I was like, I don't... I don't, I, I don't, I'm not a biggest Bon Jovi, fan, bon Jovi fan in the world, but I'm pretty sure those aren't the lyrics. I know they don't rhyme. I know that doesn't rhyme. And I think John would have found lyrics that rhyme. Shot to the heart. And we look at each other. And you're bleeding out. <laughs> Shot to the heart. Hey, what's going on, Dave? You give love. <laughs> but I'm like, well, we looked around at each other. I'm like, are you going to tell him? No. Are you going to tell him? No. So, you know, nobody spoke up. Chris walked around singing, uh, shot to the heart and you're still strong. Oh, my God. You love a bad name. And years later, he said, I did not do that. And we're like, yeah, you did. And he's like, no. I think I told that story at his wedding. He's like, that's a bullshit lie. I never walked around singing, shot to the heart and you're still strong. I'm like, uh, okay. And then... Did, well, here's what happened so I thought Chris hated me I thought for sure Chris hated me no no didn't think twice about it knew he hated me years later uh, my roommate in college it was during the summer and he but we stayed in our same uh, college apartment and came home and he's like hey you got a message uh, this guy named Chris Birch called you and wants you to give him a call and I and I said yeah okay huh. I'll just dial that number right up um, I just assumed it was one of my dopey buddies just had called and left a fake name. Right. Which would not be unlike my crowd. Like you do, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you guys do. Yeah, just like be goofy. Um, so I never called him back. And years later, or not years later, months later, I was at Tower Records on Sunset. And uh, I hear my name, Spite. I look up. And it's Chris Birch. And I'm like, Chris, you're in LA. He's like, Yeah, man. Huh. Now, Chris Birch, I thought was the last guy to come to LA unless it was to beat up people who'd moved to LA. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess it felt like, you know, it just seemed like a guy who did not like artists or the arts uh-huh. or uh-huh. things that rhymed with art. They got or, the, it, I don't know, man. He just, it, I just did not seem like that guy. And he's like, Hey, man, I moved out. I, I moved out here. I called you, he said with all the rage of get a haircut. So he, you never um, called him back? No, I never called him back because I didn't think it was really Chris Birch. I thought I was being jerked wow. around by wow. Michael McNally or somebody else. Made it up. Wow. David Fredrickson called, pretended to be Chris Birch. Why would Chris Birch call me? It makes a lot more sense that one of my other friends would call me and pretend to be Chris Birch because they know the Chris Birch hate Okay, hold on. We're going to get and back. The- We're going to get back to your Chris Birch story, but... Your roommate says, you got a call from Chris Birch. And your first response is, well, I didn't get a call from Chris Birch. Like, no way. I didn't have him. How much more? I mean, it's like, he got a letter from your, from your mom. Yeah, right. Like, I got a letter from my mom. No, that's not it, dude. It's like saying, hey, Robbie, uh, Steven Spielberg uh, called. Uh, give him a jingle. You're like, okay. You know, you would think it was, I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, one of your bonehead buddies, you know, yeah, but it's being just like a jerk. One of your friends from your past, you know, I never knew Steven Spielberg. A guy who hated me. If there was a guy in your high school who beat you up every day and hated you and and just couldn't stand your face and made fun of you at every waking moment with every exhale of his breath, it was something 
unkind about your persona. You're describing yourself. And later on, they're like, they're like, hey, uh, that guy called you. You you wouldn't be like, oh, I bet he did. You think I'm being jerked around here? This is a, I'm being pranked by my buddies. Well, um, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, uh, but I still think it's when you I go, did you call him back? You're like, no. It's only Chris Burns called. Why would we I call were, Chris We Birch were a back? group of people, but we were like you know me, and you know some of my high school buddies. We we mess with each other. I know man. Chris like, Birch. That's, that's not off. That's not off base. I know. So all that to say, I didn't think it was him. And then he was like, "Hey, I called you," and I said, "I thought I thought somebody was pranking me." He's like, "Why the hell would somebody prank you and say it was me?" I'm like, "You bring up a good point. The same point you're bringing up right now, Rob." All great. You and Chris, you're right. But I didn't know that at the time. Um, and literally, from that day on, Chris and I were, like, great friends. Like, literally, he came back with me to SC to hang out with my buddies and kind of moved into a house with a bunch of those dudes, and we ended up making short films together. And That's awesome. Working together a lot, and he ended up being um, either one of or the music supervisor for The Real World on MTV. So he got he was discovering new bands and get discovering new music and putting it in the show. It was the greatest job ever. And we'd go see bands play live and go see all this great music. And turned out he was an incredibly artistic guy who loved filmmaking and music. And, huh. you know, we should have, didn't know anything about that. Yeah. We should have him on the show. All this talk of Chris. Birch. Yeah. I, I'd love to have a Chris Birch on the show. Uh, he's going to probably tell me to get a haircut. <laughs> but I can I can get through that. I love that. I love that 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 you know he told you to get a haircut. That 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 was the Tennessee way. Uh, in Missouri, it mullet. Was, yeah, mullet. Yeah, I, I had a mullet. I had a mullet. I liked it short on the sides. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was a. Th I mean, people had mullets in Nashville. We were not we were not mullet free. Yeah. Uh, at all. But uh, um, hilarious. Interestingly, you know who knows about that? You know who knows Chris Birch and knows those stories? Who loves those stories? One of them is our mutual friend and Supernatural alum, Robbie Thompson. Loves the Chris Burt story. Oh, cool. And whenever I see Robbie Thompson, or often text with Robbie Thompson, he would he would many times use that phrase, hey, Spade, get a haircut. Now, how does, how does, Ro our... how does Robbie know Chris? Okay, so when we were right out of, we were out of college, and so Chris ended up becoming buddies with a lot of my buddies because he moved to L.A. not knowing a lot of people, so he met a lot of people through me. One of the people he met through me was one of my classmates, a guy named Steve Chabosky. Okay. And Steve Chabosky um, was a, my year cinema writer, uh, screenwriter, and has gone on to do really well for himself. Um, when we were about 25, 26, he wrote a novel called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, yeah. That became a big hit. Oh, yeah. And then he wrote the movie, and he directed the movie. Yeah. We're, and Yeah, that's right. And he, he, directed, uh, he, uh, he directed Wonder recently. Um, ah, okay. And he, do you think... Do you think? Yeah, and he has a new book out. Sidebar, do you think I could show Audrey uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower? 13 years old? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think she'd really I like do. it. It's a great movie. It, I mean, Steve Jutbosky is a beautiful storyteller, both in written word and in visual form, man. He just is great. And he was great back then. And uh, he made a movie that played Sundance when we were 25. What movie was um, that? It was called Four Corners of Nowhere. I don't think it's ever been released. Huh. But it was a big deal. It got into Sundance. 
Are you and are you in it? No, but I Sam Klein and I did two songs for it. So we have music in the movie. Um and so we did that movie gone to Sundance and I remember we uh we all went to we all went to Sundance to celebrate with and, and support it. So there was like 20 of us living in one house and it was phenomenal. Chris Birch being one of the dudes, he and I drove drove to uh Salt Lake City together, to Park City together. And uh had an amazing time. Hung out with Steve and all these other people who were in the movie who actually had a much more significant role now, in the film. Now what year one of the what, people hanging out What year was that? 95. And one of the people hanging out was Robbie Thompson. Young Robbie Thompson was friends with Steve Chabosky, and he and I became buddies. They're buddies through Michigan, which is where Steve had made his uh, movie. And so that's where you Michigan folks. That's where you met Robbie. That's where I met Robbie, and uh, met Robbie. We spent uh, the whole week together watching movies and goofing around, and most notably, uh, hurling McDonald's pancakes into uh, a ceiling fan to see where the pancake would go we called it the pancake of truth um because the pancake would choose who had to be uh frank and honest um uh, and the pancake you know pulled no punches also interestingly um i don't know what mcdonald's pancakes are made of but they're not made of pancake because they can take a brutal beating from the blades of a fan and not tear oh or that's break scary or crumble jesus that's frightening yeah that's frightening to think. Um, so well, in the New World Order, we shouldn't be wearing masks. We should all be covering our faces with McDonald's pancakes. There you go. To survive the COVID. There you go. There's your co- There's your uh, quarantine uh, quarantine life hack. All right. There you go. So, Robbie, write a little theme song for the quarantine life hack featuring McDonald's uh, COVID-ready pancakes. Go. It's a quarantine life hack. Life hack. No life hack. And it's sponsored by McDonald's. Pancakes. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's your first song of the episode, by yeah, the way. That's I know. A, not so bad. I know. Maybe I'll get this uh, edited together before next <laughs> this <Friday>. week. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. a, a couple things I just want to say. First of all, Robbie Thompson, for those that don't know, wrote uh, is written is a writer, a great writer, great guy. Uh, wrote great writer. Some of the best episodes of Supernatural. Uh, his episodes are great always voted in the top ten. Great um, guy, great writer. Uh, now just writing comics. Yeah. Writes whatever he wants. He's Robbie Thompson. Yeah. He, you know, Robbie, Robbie writes whatever Robbie wants to write. Yeah. And it's always good. Well, what? Oh, news from the outside. Oh, here we go. News from the world. Frank Spain and sometimes Fletch. What are we having for dinner? Potatoes. Potatoes. How are they being served? Uh, by mom. No, I mean, are they <laughs> mashed potatoes? Or are they? Uh, they're just normal potatoes. Tiny small. potatoes. Normal potatoes, small. Uh, okay, what what are you gonna put in your potatoes? Uh, salt. <laughs> yeah, they're tiny potatoes. What are you gonna do? Cheese and salt. I feel I feel like you guys came in here not knowing what's for dinner. I think you're making this up. No, it's just tiny potatoes. Okay, tiny potatoes. Okay, well I'll be in when tiny, we're done. Tiny potatoes. Oh man, that's good they stuff. Were, uh, <laughs> Who's serving it? Delivering news about potatoes. Who's <laughs> news about how, how potatoes? Served. How's how's how are they being served? How, Bye, mom. <laughs> what do you think? Classic. What do we hire a waiter? We got it's mom. Like, where did you where did you kiss her on the veranda? You know, it's a classic. <laughs> uh, um, 
Um, Wait a minute. So I feel like, oh, here's what I'm going to say. So Somebody, Steve Chbosky was such a big deal that he got this movie to Sundance that a magazine came in and took a picture of him, did a piece on him. Huh. It, it, Us Weekly, I think, or I, 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 damn it, I can't remember what magazine it is. But somewhere, there's a picture of Steve Chbosky surrounded by all of us, Robbie Thompson, Chris Birch, me, the 15 or so people from the cast and crew who are all there. Somebody has that photo somewhere. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Four corners of nowhere. People, also, the the intrepid people of the interwebs, see if you can find Four Corners of Nowhere. Maybe it's somewhere out there. I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe. Huh. Now, have you ever been in anything that he's written? No. I've de- I did uh, I did his senior year showcase piece. Oh, cool. At USC. Yeah. I did that. So, yes, I have. And then uh, I did the table read uh, for Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh, I, re- I read <clears throat> the roles. Yeah. I look forward to watching that with Audrey. Um, I'm going to tell you, see the movie, but also read the book. Yeah, I will. The book is phenomenal. I will. So unique. So great. Um, hey. It's great. Uh, by the way, did you say... Uh, okay. I'm going to s- switch subjects here. Uh, did you uh, say that you went to uh, Silver Lake Wine... And did you get a poster or something? Did you get a gift from them? Yes, I did. I just... A gift. Uh, they were. I just ordered... Yeah, I they just, were handing out posters. Right. Okay. So are they all different? I don't know. I got one that was just wash your hands. Okay. I'm going to go get mine because I'm going to open it. Oh, you already got it. Yeah. Okay. Are you, by the way, are you drinking? Speaking of Silver Lake wine? Yes, yes. He's dodging am, the question. I, I am drinking. Of course I'm drinking. What are you drinking? Well, I ordered a new uh, mezcal from Silver Lake Wine uh, today. Our unofficial, unpaying sponsor. Robbie, play the theme song, would you, before we get into this? A- play the Absolutely. Here we go. Silver Lake Wine. Silver Lake Wine, stay drunk all the time. Thanks to Rob and Rich. And, all right. And honestly, my first uh, thought when I ordered it was that, uh, I mean, when they when I got the poster was that this is a thank you for the shout out. Like I, in, my, in my, you know, my uh, self-centered mind, I thought, oh, wow, they know. They, uh, they listen to the podcast. This is a thank you. That's loony. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm loony. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you what I got. I'm looking at my order so I can... It's called Oaxaca Mezcal. Family owned and operated. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, did, is this one of those situations where you didn't pick pick it? You just said, "Hey, I want a mezcal, and here's my price range." No, I go on uh, Postmates, and I and I look up mezcal, and you go down to mezcal, and it changes all the time. But they usually have like two or three choices. You pick one. Yeah. Oh. Cool. All right. So they gave me a poster, and it says, "Are you ready?" Yeah, it doesn't say anything. It's it's a it's a it's like a, wa- a, a faucet and hands being washed. Yeah, wash your hands. Yeah. just to wash your hands. Does it say wash your hands? It does. It says wash your hands. In a different language? No, dude. Look at in English, which might be a different language for you. It's the faucet. Those streaming lines are spelling wash your hands. No, I don't see it. You might have a Megalo bacon. Yeah, do it. 
Dude, I, I don't see the wash your hands. I see I see that it should be letters. Let me, let me turn off the let me turn off the griddle, hold on. Um I well obviously I can't see it because we're not side by side, but I uh it it if it's the is it blue? Yeah. Blue writing? Yep. And there's a faucet? Yeah, coming out of that it says wash your hands. It looks like Chinese writing to me. I mean writing in a different language, which is equally acceptable. I, I was I'd say Mandarin. I'd say man, you're an idiot. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Oh, man, remember your home run where you go, <laughs> 16, going on my nerves. <laughs> about Rolf. <laughs> that was a home run. I, I want to talk about what you're wearing during quarantine, because I don't know about you, but I'm wearing, like, two different things. It's basically like The Walking Dead or, like, Gilligan's Island. I'm just wearing the same thing. Oh, right. You mean that you're, you're repeating ensembles. Yeah. I, it just doesn't matter anymore. No doesn't uh what are you drinking by the way i had a little uh of my same mezcal that i've been having now do you drink that just uh how do you how do you like that oh that's right metal metal and they make the oh they make the plastic that you're playing yeah no but this is different plastic but i this is i like my mero mero with thick cut center bacon (laughs) Mm. um so uh, what do you have that just on the rocks on the rocks maybe with a little side of bacon <laughs> um, yeah on the rocks well, well I'm uh, I'm rocks and soda which helps me not drink so fast because otherwise I just chuck it like water and uh, you have to dilute it sometimes how's that go for you good it's good because I you know I can't I can't drink much more than two drinks one night, a few, and there's been a few times where you've made me drink one more drink where I didn't need it. Uh-huh. I'm really good at that distance yeah. peer pressure. Oh, man. You're telling me. the uh, That famous podcast where I had th- three. <laughs> for uh, boob Google. What was that? Oh, boob Google. Dude. Boob Google. And three drinks for <laughs> three drinks for Boob Google. And three drinks for Boob Google. Is that the same one where we then had a Zoom call afterwards? <sighs> Um, no, that was the week, that was the week after. Cry me a river. That was something. Yeah, I had a headache the next day. Oh, you think? You left early. No, you stayed late. There's a difference. Uh, no, I disagree. Beg to differ. Tell tomato, tell, tomato. Tell a story about that night. So uh, we had the podcast. Make it snappy. And right after the podcast, we got on a Zoom call. Um. Anyway, we had this, we, so we had the Zoom call, and uh, yeah, people were drinking, and, and we just kept going, and I don't know, at one point, Richard left. Uh, at one point, you mean at, at the end of the night like, when Rich had to go? It wasn't like I just disappeared. I signed off. Yeah, no, no, you signed off. If it was in, if it would have been in, in, in real life, you would have disappeared, because that's what you do. That's your move. I do do that. You're right. Um, but I, uh, but we, we just kept going, and we, we, we talked for four hours, all told. Oh, uh, yeah, you guys, I mean, I, I was on for two hours, and I thought, Wow. That was a hell of a thing, and was shocked to hear. Actually, ironically, not from you, but from either the other two parties involved. Both hit me up and were like, "Wow, you know, great, great chatting. Glad we did it. Let's all do it again." I can't believe you know we were on the phone till whatever hour, and I was like, "Wait, whatever hour? That's two hours after I left." Yeah, we kept going, kept yeah. going. 
Yeah, no, I got calls the next day too. A lot of people not feeling great, not uh, not feeling too good. And uh, yeah, I can't say that I totally remember the end of the conversation. I'm going to file, uh, that, file that under the not shocked category. <laughs> um, well, this one was, I, I'm, I'm mystified on this Zoom call. It's a Zoom call, which I think you took to mean Zoom as in just drink as fast as you can. Because I feel like you're really cutting a pace in front of everybody. Why are you pointing the finger at me? Everybody was drinking. Only one person ended up how, laying how, down on the floor. That is not true. That did and not happen. Also, oh, oh, you're pointing the finger at me and I did only nothing Only one wrong. person went from tequila to wine, which got which That's caught true. everybody's attention. And and right. then you you kind of drank the wine like two glasses of that and then you got tired of getting crap for it so went back to tequila <laughs> that's right that's right I, I i i mean no jury would no. convict who wouldn't like, <laughs> i'm getting out <laughs> i went from a three drink podcast to the uh, to the phone call where i was like i'm gonna f- switch it up so i switched to wine i drank a good amount of wine and but people kept saying why are you drinking wine and i was like you're right i went back to tequila yeah, and then you know I've, you I, lost the I, wine. Finished the whole night. At on one a, point, uh, he lost the wine, which is, you know, how do you lose a bottle of wine? That would that turned into a whole thing. It was the tequila wine switch was yeah. a conversation starter. Yeah, um, yeah. They went back to tequila, and then, and then beer, and then and then laid down on the ground. Yeah, no one ever did that. That no. never happened. No, no. You were yeah. long gone, but as I say, it's, you know, it's like, it, but it was fun. It was, it was certainly the most social. The whole Zoom socialization thing, like Robbie and I have, we're probably going to do a little Zoom socialization with another buddy of ours next week, and it's one of those things where it's still tricky to arrange, really, because I still have my kids here, I still have my my wife and my responsibilities here. It's not like I'm leaving, so when you're you don't leave, right? You just are in the other room, and then. Right, your kids come barreling in, or you should be putting them to bed, or you should be doing the dishes, whatever. It doesn't feel. It's not the same as like, I'm out, I'm off the clock. This is me time. It feels like no, I'm just kind of. Right. This is this is this is Daddy's way of playing Minecraft. <laughs> I'm looking at an iPad. <laughs> right. You know, but I'm not building anything. But it's amazing how much talking you can do. I mean, like that. That genuinely, genuinely surprised me that we were on the phone with them for four hours. I mean, it was we, shocking. Yeah, if if you know, if we go out to lunch and spend four hours at lunch, you'd be like, "Whoa, that was a four-hour lunch!" Like it was crazy. Yeah, Time man, just flew by. Um, that's the quarantine life right there. Quarantine it was great. Living. I mean, like we did it. We that was really that was my first actual like outing, if you will. I mean, certainly this crap situation we're going through helps you appreciate your buddies because who do you want to zoom <laughs> you know who do you want to who do you want to yeah. spend the time to face who do you want to put pause on the family for and walk into another room and stare at an ipad uh-huh. for that kind of separates right. the uh wheat right. from the chaff so to speak you know what i mean and who don't and, and who, who do don't you, know, you want who you, to you know who don't you want to do that with who did not make the cut so to speak right um yeah i've, I've had conversations with my old college roommates I've had uh, conversations with uh, Zoom with uh, another group of college friends. Uh, it's crazy. People I haven't talked to in a long time. Uh, my family has talked a bunch. Um, 
zoomed a bunch and you know it's that that part of it's been really nice yeah yeah that has been cool here in california i was explaining to you on friday they're going to start to open up a little bit um which you know makes me a little nervous but uh, i'm glad people some people can go back to work you know here's everybody ask 10 people get 10 opinions but i kind of feel like yeah that's true there's the two highest profile voices i trust right now are uh, Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom. I think they both yeah. seem to be dealing with different levels of the disease, uh, mm-hmm. different styles of communities and in the, in, in the way their, their states are laid out and their cities are laid out, but both focused on doing their darndest. And yeah. And like you said, there's no right answer. Uh, no. Yeah. But I, I look, um, again, nothing uh political and you know we're not saying this is right but uh there is something about when those guys talk i trust them and i trust they're getting the right advice and they're i don't know they're good civic leaders i see them as good civic leaders and i certainly i love what gavin newsom is doing um but and there uh, are other governors out there doing the same i think they're you yeah know, the governor of mississippi's doing a nice job i like i, I have my opinion there are people other yeah. people have their opinions i'm right. not here to step on your opinions but right. i will say we're all in this together and viruses don't uh adhere to to state borders so you know it's going to go where it's going to go and we are wise to group together that said i think there are arguments to be made for hey let us go in the park let us go on the beach i mean like i you know there is debate to be had for certain i i i do not think that that there's one right answer and it's being instituted a state you know uh countrywide um so as we tiptoe into it, if you have a business that you're like, oh, finally I get to do a little work, a little business, make some revenue. Good for you, man. If and you if you if you get to go back to work, Rich and Rob say, good for you, man. Yeah, that's our message. I mean, it's, it it is awesome. It, it 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 we're all and if you're nervous about it and you feel unsure, we get it. And if you're somebody out there who's annoyed by the process, do not take it out on the business owners. They are just other people trying yeah. to figure out how to make a living in a new normal that is shitty. So yeah, it's no it's nobody's fault. Nothing is anybody's yeah, that's, fault. That's, let's that's not that's not, you know, put down put down the verbal baton and everybody just let's do our best to be good to each other and understand that everybody's journey is unique and everybody's right. backstory is different. Be be kind in spite of your instincts if something doesn't agree with you and be arthur be good be kind be quiet be arthur um for those that don't uh, know that's how ben tate and i used to sign off letters this, that we would write to each other in the summer this episode is all about your old friends this is it's all about, about high school you know you're, you're visiting your old friends. I, I love you say people you say people as if everyone should know who that is because no, people, I, you know you know people in the I south don't. say first and last names together all the time I say everybody's name because I think people should know who they are. Not like they already do, but they should. Uh-huh. I I feel like that's an important part of knowing. Like, if you ever listen to one of my favorite storytellers of all time, Garrison Keillor, and listen to him tell his stories about the news in Lake Obagon, it's always first and last names. Yeah. My buddy Dave, David Fredrickson, who you've met, Rob, at Nashville conventions. David Fredrickson uh-huh. turning 50 tomorrow. May 8th, he's turning 50. And I met David Fredrickson when we were six. The first day of first grade. 
and he was in my wedding and I was in his wedding and Ben Tate and David Fredrickson and I were the three sillies our teacher sister Nina used to call us and so Dave's wife made a video for Dave and asked us all to contribute and it's been interesting man because making my video tribute to him pre-COVID Rich would have made it a joke uh-huh. and COVID Rich didn't make it a joke and both of them are unplanned I don't sit there and go I'm going to write a joke for Dave I just when you turn the you know the camera on yourself and you start yapping uh, where does your where does your heart go where does your mind take you and I found it to be very momentous to be in this space and this time you know I just it's just been interesting to look back and go this is my youth I have kids they have buddies someday they'll be making some sort of tribute to their friend turning 50 and that's that's what makes Mm -hmm. society work why is this podcast which we never planned why is so much of it about Chris Birch my high school buddies why is that on my mind why are we talking about zoom calls with friends like we're in a weird time this is what is topical to us right now you know well, it's I mean? people who, yeah, people who made you, people who, you know, we are our uh, just lifetime of experiences, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a definitely it's a really interesting thing to to look onto these faces of people you don't see every day, but, but of course you know so well, and you have so many great stories with, you know, I sat there with my old college roommates, and I love these guys. We have so many great stories. I I never see them ever, and here we had this Zoom. It was it was amazing. Uh, my one yeah. friend. My run friend Todd lives in Kosovo, and he was on the call. We never see Todd, you know. Um, yeah. And you know, like, you know, and of course they're like you. They, you know, they're all over the world doing various things. I like the way you use Todd Kosovo. I feel like I influenced you to use last names. I feel like I had a. I feel like I had a hand in that. He's you know not. I mean? His like, last name's not Kosovo. He lives in Kosovo. Todd Todd Why, Kirk well, Kirkbride lives in Kosovo. You said Todd Kosovo, and you said he lives in Kirkbride. No. You're a jerk. You're, you know, one thing hasn't changed. You're still a jerk. <laughs> You're a jerk face. That's a big pause for that revelation. <laughs> well, I didn't think I was going to have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got to sing it because it's time for the song called And Rich Made Me Say It. Ladies and gentlemen, Robin and Nick doing very little heavy lifting this episode with this song and Rich Baby Say It. Take it, buddy. Rich made me, rich made me, rich made me say it. Rich made me say it. There you go. Well, um, it was good. It was, uh, it was an oddly, uh, got, uh, you know, sentimental. Yeah. Uh, but we are going through, going through a sentimental time. We are. Uh, I want to, I want, I'd like to say too, before we, 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 uh, wrap up is, uh, I found out today because of our friend Tim Amison that this is uh, National Stroke Awareness Month. And I just want to uh, to sort of give a shout out to our friend Tim, who you and I, uh, is another old friend uh, of yours and a recent old friend of mine, I guess. I met him maybe uh, nine, ten years ago when I uh, first did uh, a guest star on his show and then found out subsequently that you and he are great friends you've known him since college anyway i've known tim since i was 19 years old amazing and 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 he's he's, like you i i love him as a person and he's 
such an amazing actor and he's just someone that I always looked up to as being, you know, just having it going on. And, and from all reports, he was that way in college, too. And uh, anyway, he, he had a stroke. Uh, I had a stroke uh, seven years ago. And uh, I just uh, I, I saw a story. He, he I guess uh, he was on KTLA News and, uh, you know, just promoting Stroke Awareness Month. Anyway, I just wanted to say send our love to Tim and to that's that. great. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for bringing that to light, man. Th- yeah. Thank you. Um, so uh, it- I think I think in, in in honor of the Stroke Awareness Month, uh, we should do our due diligence and say, listen, um, what saved Tim's life and what saved Rob's life was people paying attention. If you think somebody's having a neurological incident, don't guess. Take them to the emergency room. That's right. Um, it's a time sensitive uh, event. And I, and I think I, I forget there's the code for this is fast F-A-S-T right it's it's face arms meaning if half the face is drooping that's a telltale sign if you ask them to raise their arms up and one doesn't raise up as high as the other one that's a telltale sign uh, speech if they're spl- slurring their speech or not using s- words that make sense yep and time Right, yep. time. Yep, and, and you have a limited amount of time. That's right. So. You got to do it uh, asap. And uh, they've added uh, be to the beginning of it, so it's be fast. They've added balance. Uh, you know, loss of balance and eyes, loss of vision in one or both eyes. So now they're saying that's great to know. Fast. Be fast. Yeah. Be fast. Yeah. Um, and you know, when Rob, Rob had a stroke, and and no one was sure if Rob was having a stroke. And I say this to share with anybody else. I said, "Well, I'm going to take you to the hospital, and if I'm wrong, dinner's on me." The worst thing that could happen is you're wrong, but the best yeah. thing that could happen is you're right, and you got them to medical attention uh, in a timely fashion. Yeah, and you know, I remember that moment where you're like, "We're going to take you to the hospital." It's terrifying, you know, uh, but uh, super glad you did, and you know, thank you, friend, for getting me there. Well, you're welcome, buddy. And there's no greater ambassadors for this cause than Rob Benedict and Tim Amundsen, two fantastic guys. Um, both have fucking impressive facial hair. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> and, I, and I don't pay you a lot of compliments. but <laughs> No, you don't. You have, you have a nice beard and a pretty damn good head of hair. Wow. And so does Tim. And so I'm thinking that if you're a handsome guy with a head of hair that flows like the sun... <laughs> draped it across your scalp and a pretty impressive beard you might be heading for a stroke <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the maybe that's the clue we haven't yeah. looked at yeah yeah if you got a, if you got a good head of hair beware <laughs> i got news for you too both these gentlemen played god that's Rob right benedict played god on uh on supernatural and and uh, tim Amundsen played god on lucifer on lucifer that's right uh, Arguably one of the best episodes of Lucifer ever done. And I say that agreed. having directed three. <laughs> so it's not that one. And not that one. <laughs> and I did not direct that one. That was directed by Sherwin Shanti. Flankenbremer. I think it's I think it's his first episode he directed a super of uh, of of uh, of uh, Lucifer. And holy mackerel, is that a great episode? What's his name? I think I said the last name right. Now I got to Google's last name. I thought you. Oh no, I can't Google. It's Sherwin. I know Sherwin, but I like. But I'm trying to like. Is is that his last name? I th- Google is Google it, Rob. Oh, okay. You got a Google device. I, I can't use my phone and talk to you. I was. I'm googling. 
But uh, I thought you said, I thought you were making up a name when you said Sherwin. You're like, and his name was Sherman Schufenplumper. No, no, no. That's his name, man. Oh, yeah, this guy. I I met him. You introduced me to this guy. Sherwin. Yeah, he, he was. Sherwin Shalati. Shalati. Okay, I got his last name wrong. Sorry. Sherwin Shalati. In fact, Rob, edit out the part where I said his name wrong. Eh. The man who directed the Tim Amundsen episode called God Johnson. Uh-huh is Sherwin Shalanti, and it's an episode worth watching. If you love Tim Owenson, if you love Tom Ellis, if you love Lauren German, if you love great television, if you love Lucifer, watch it. You're going to watch this episode, and you're going to love it. You're going to thank me. And they're going to watch the whole series, because Lucifer's a great show. I like, the, um, I like that I have the power of not cutting that out. I know. It does <laughs> suck. Oh, hold on, everybody. Calm down. The machete is in the room. What? The machete is asking not to be called out, but the machete has no, been called out. It's actually that bad out there that I've chosen to come in here. Now you, then you know it's bad. Wow. <laughs> what is what's going on out there that's so bad? I'm not here. Okay, you're not here, but what's going on out there that's so bad? <laughs> She's waving me off violently <laughs> with fire in her eyes saying, mouthing, stop it, I'm not here. <laughs> wait. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what how Scott how Scout draws the machete <laughs> waving me to silence. She just gave me the finger uh, and left. All right. Well, end, end of that conversation. Going well. Things are going well. When she said she came in there because things were so bad at dinner? I tell you something, kids run amok. That's the whole thing with COVID. I have good children, and they run amok. That's what they do. Yeah. They run amok. Kids run that amok. That gets to be a bummer. You know? Melissa, now, we should end so you can go back and be with your family. Uh, really? Should what, we? What do, you think we should, what do you think we should call this episode? Um, I think you should call, call it God's Johnson, Tim and Rob, both stroke. No, I don't know if that's going to be. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Not... Tim Amundsen would yeah. salute that and support it. You know, Tim Amundsen and I, buddies for years, then he went off and did something crazy like get married and have children way before I did and have a career way before I did. And then we ended up working together on Jericho, the TV series Jericho, right. which yeah. was co-created by bringing it full circle my college buddy Steve Chabosky what you said the only time you worked with him was in I the forgot this is all coming back the Tim Amundsen thing is the glue it brought it all together and then one of the Jesus. writer's assistants was, was a very 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 pale barely opaque fella with, 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 with jet black hair whose name was Robert Thompson and on Jericho what? he got to write his first episode of television he was not a fully staffed writer on that show wrote his first episode of television on Jericho Steve Chabosky brought Robbie Thompson and Richard Spate and Tim Amundsen together in a confab of magic ah will TV ever wow. do that again will TV ever get it right again will they no don't, I don't, will there ever be well, TV again no well, you're getting real worked up It'll be mice in costumes performing on your countertop for cheese with scripts they got an hour ago. That's the new TV. You lost me. It's going to be a I bitch. Don't... 
So get ready. Okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> Rob. I know you said don't be honest, but I can't help it. I'm being honest. Well, we've lost him, everybody. Oh, God, I, I need an air conditioning in the garage because I have such a sweaty back right now. You know, you're talking about like early on, like what do you wear? What? I wear the same thing a lot. And yeah, that, that was the point. You know, I do wear the same thing a lot. I think your thing was you said you yeah. changed periodically throughout the day. I don't do that. I don't have a rotating wardrobe. That's not at all what I said. I, I never said that's that. What I took, that's not what I my said. My takeaway was you change a lot during the day because you're really fashion conscious. No. I'm, I'm no, a t-shirt No, I said I've got guy. two outfits. I said it was like Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay, partner. Well, uh, we've been talking for about an hour and a half, oh. and we've been recording for an hour and a half, Ooh. so I've got to figure out a way to cut half an hour out of this. There's so much good stuff. It's going to be hard to cut down. But uh, I don't envy the flunky who has to edit this son of a bitch down to a tangible number. Same. You know what I do look forward to hearing, though? What's that? The song, I don't envy this son of a bitch who has to edit this down to a tangible number. Damn that it. is a ring dinger. Damn it. All right, here we go. Let's hear it. I don't envy this son of a bitch who has to edit this down to a tangible number. Hey, wait, that's me. And there it was. That's as awesome as I thought it'd be. Oh, my God. Well, Robbie, it's always a treat to spend a little uh, podcast time with you. Same here, buddy. As always, my work here is done. Uh, you have about 16 hours of uh, finished carpentry to do. I don't know do. how I'm going to do it. But listen, man, a couple of uh, tequilas and a little CBD oil and a little beard oil and maybe a change of chaps and you'll be right as rain. That's just another Tuesday to me. Bingo. Hey, hey, everything's great. And my guest is Richard Spade.